Podcast Answer Man, episode number 165. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I have a full show of topics for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about formatting SD cards and why you need to do that. We're going to talk about um, several billion new podcast listeners, an application for your iPhone or iPad that you want as a podcaster, more than likely, and really a whole lot more. I'm not kidding you when I say that, too. We've got so many valuable things. I wish I could tell you everything, but to be honest with you, I got a little bit of a late start this morning. As you guys may or may not know, I actually record live podcast episodes, eight of them back-to-back on uh, Thursdays from 8.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening uh, with a couple breaks in between and uh, usually a quick bite to eat for lunch. But anyway, um, I got started a little bit late this morning, and so I haven't quite previewed the questions that are submitted via voice feedback, although we certainly got lots of them, and I want to thank each and every one of you for calling in our, our on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Of course, that is how you can get your questions answered for free here each and every week at podcastanswerman.com. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. And uh, to get things started, I will uh, go ahead and let you know uh, that I am very excited about a brand new piece of technology that I just picked up this week, and it is my iPhone 4. I am in love with this piece of technology. In fact, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone 4, you'll see a little bit of a blog post that I put on on there uh, at the site, and I actually took some sample videos with the phone. Uh, I took three, there are three different embedded videos at podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone 4. One video is using the front facing camera that is uh, new in the new hardware. And it does very good quality video. The only thing I'm not crazy about is the fact that it is not widescreen. Though uh, what I am crazy about and what I love is is that the front-facing camera allows you to actually be able to see yourself in the uh, screen so you can actually see whether or not you're in frame or not. Now, um, I did so, the second video that I did was testing the rear camera, which is now upgraded to 5 megapixels for your photos that you'll take. And it has also been upgraded to where the video it takes is at a resolution of 720p which is uh, high definition, and it actually does pretty darn well. Now, uh, I will tell you the one thing I don't like about the, the, the rear camera is the fact that I can't tell whether or not I'm in, in the shot. So I have to get a little bit better of learning maybe where, you know, in what direction or exactly what uh, placement I need for me to be in frame if I'm going to record myself with the rear camera, which is widescreen, by the way. Uh, And another, I did another uh, video, which was actually recorded in an undisclosed location in my home, uh, namely a room in my house where there is no window. 
uh, and it is very small and very, very, very dark when you close the door. So with that being said, I went into this certain room within my home and I turned on the LED light that comes with the new iPhone. And my friends, it is bright. It is very bright and it is awesome. It does a great job. In fact, during the uh, video titled iPhone 4 video light test, it is it, it, it is amazing. When I actually turn the light out during the video, I mean, it goes pitch black and then you can see me turn it back on. Very cool. Check it out. Um, my friends, I am going to be doing a lot, a lot of YouTube videos now. Uh, I had before this, I had the iPhone 3G which did not have any video capabilities at all unless you downloaded some of the applications that were available out there and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, and I'll put this out there because I know a lot of you guys are, are uh, smarter than me in a lot of areas, so I want to throw this out there. I was playing around with the Ustream application, uh, the Ustream broadcaster iPhone app, and when I turned it on and I was broadcasting from my iPhone 4, I noticed it had like a blue tint to it. And I'm like, matter of fact, it was, I, I tried that before I tried doing these YouTube videos. And I was afraid there was something wrong with my camera. And I went over to quick, Q-U-I-K.com, and I wanted to try it over there. And same thing, it's got this blue tint to the video. I mean, it's like just like a, it's kind of like got a layer over it. And... Uh, and, and I again, I thought something was wrong, but if I go and I record both front or rear facing camera using the uh, if I if I'm using the the iPhone to record video, uh, it, it, it does perfectly well. <clears throat> so I'm thinking that maybe there might be something going on with the new hardware that uh, they'll probably just have to update the quick and Ustream applications to, to kind of work out the the funky look of the video there. But overall, I'm very pleased with my new phone. Uh, it is outstanding. I love it. It, it is, oh uh, yeah, it's awesome. So you guys, if you're interested, there are going to be a lot more YouTube video blog updates all over the place here at podcastanswerman.com and uh, just just everywhere. Uh, if you want, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash EOTC. That's uh, youtube.com slash Cliff E-O-T-C. And uh, not many people know that old username anymore. It's been a long time since I used that. I tried to get GSPN wherever I can. But um, Cliff E-O-T-C, that stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ is what the actual uh, letters stand for. But uh, you can go there. That's my YouTube channel. And I will tell you, if you go to that YouTube channel, it's going to be everything I do. So it might some of it might be podcasting related. Some of it might be family related. Some of it might be, well, it could, it could be just anything. You never know what you're going to get there. One of the things that I've been playing around with, though, is the idea of creating multiple YouTube channels, one for podcastanswerman.com, one for pursuing a balanced life, one for something called, I don't know, cooking with Stephanie. I don't know. Uh, just There are all kinds of ideas here, but for right now, I'm just putting them all in the one YouTube channel. And what I do is I actually... I really don't like pointing a lot of people to the YouTube channel, but instead what I do is I actually upload them to YouTube and then I embed them on my own individual sites. So more than anything, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN, or you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. 
And uh, and typically, anytime I put a YouTube video up, uh, you'll get either a Twitter message or a Facebook update from me, uh, letting you know where you can view those. So again, first item of the business today uh, is my iPhone for absolutely love it. Love it. It's amazing. Totally awesome. All right. So moving along, formatting your SD cards. Uh, this is something that I, I'm going to ask next week. I'm going to have uh, Chris Biting on the show next week. He's my co-host for Help I Got a Mac. He was out of the studio today because he was out there buying his iPhone. Anyway, um, he he was he got his iPhone at the Apple Store, and and so missed this week. But next week I'm going to ask him about this because this is something that I've noticed. Anytime I have a device that I plug in uh, via the USB. Uh, whether it be a thumb drive, whether it be um, like a, the, the Kodak camera or any kind of SD card, anything that has flash memory on it. When I go in and I del- use the Finder, if I actually use the Finder in the Mac computers out, he- out here, the iMac or MacBook, whatever, if I actually go in and I have the the folder open with all the contents of that of that disk that that SD card or that flash memory, if I go in and highlight all of it and delete it all, and and I just use Command Delete, which you know removes it off of there. Well, as far as the Mac is concerned, it actually shows that as being empty. However, however, for some reason, when I stick it back in, let's just say to the Edderall recorder. And the, and the SD cards in there. Now, if I go through the finder on the Edderall, it shows that there's nothing on the, on the, on the record, on the SD card anymore. It shows it's all gone because it removed all the file name information. But for some reason, it doesn't remove the data. It doesn't make the data. Um, uh, oh, they're saying, yeah, you have to empty the trash first. Hmm. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that in just a second, but let me go back to the, the issue here is that, um, so, so basically what happens is I stick the card back into the Edderall and the Edderall sees that there's nothing on there. But the thing is, is that if I actually am going to record something, uh, else on the file, if all of a sudden I've used up all the space on the card, would had I never deleted any of those files, then the card is actually still getting fuller and fuller and fuller. So last week I was recording an episode of Family from the Heart with Stephanie. And out of nowhere, even though before I started that show, my car my card had no files on it. But what happened was I actually re- hit record and it had been so many recordings that I had put on the SD card, even though it's two gigs. The card actually, the Edderall stopped recording because it said disk is full. And it was the only thing on there. And then, of course, all I did is I went ahead and pulled the recording that it kept because that's the nice thing about the Edderall is that if all of a sudden it runs out of space or the battery goes dead, it will actually shut it down. It'll stop the recording first and then shut it down on you. Uh, so that you don't lose what you had recorded up to that point, which is great. So I actually pulled that off and then I went in and formatted the card. And then I went in and of course, now it says, wow, you've got all this, you got two gigs of space now. Uh, So uh, anyway, everybody in the chat room is saying that when you actually go in and you delete something off your SD card, they're saying you have to empty your trash. Um, And the problem is, um, I, I don't, 
I don't like emptying my trash. I, I send things to my trash all the time, <clears throat> but I oftentimes like to, to go in there and pull something out of the trash that I deleted. So I don't like to delete or to empty my trash. No, about once every three or four months, I'll go in and I want to free up some space on my hard drive and then I'll dis- I will um, empty the trash. So here's basically what I want to do and th- what I wanted to suggest to you. If you use an Edderall recorder, if you use a flash-based video camera and you're porting all of your content over to your Mac and then you are deleting that content on the Mac using, you know, looking, it's called the Finder, I believe is what they call it. When you are using that to delete everything, then do yourself a favor when you go and stick the card back into your device Uh, Once you've unplugged your video camera from the Mac, then as long as you didn't have anything else on there that you want to keep, then what I would do is I would then go in and format the memory. And if you format the memory, you'll be completely fine. It'll wipe all that data away. Um, Another option here is that you, when you actually have the SD card plugged in to your computer, what you can do alternatively is don't use the Mac to delete it. Unplug the SD card or unplug and put it back in your uh, Edderall recorder or if you're just keeping the SD card in the recorder and you're using the USB plug, what you want to do is after you've, you're finished, remove the USB plug, leave the files on the SD card, leave them in the recorder, and then just use the Edderall or use your video camera's uh, menuing system to go in and and find and delete those. So those are the two different things that I'm going to suggest. Now, uh, Daniel's in the chat room. He says, how about moving the files to your computer instead of copying them? And so my question to you, Daniel, is how do you, how do you actually... Um, move a file because I mean if I can if I can figure out how to do that I will do that instead because I never want to keep the original myself personally on the card so uh, the only thing I've ever done is I've opened up the finder and I drag the file over to my desktop and and boom it's gone and he says you hold okay he says you hold the command key as you're dragging the file so I'll tell you what when I'm finished with podcast answer man I will give that a try and so you're saying that if I move the file, that that will keep that front, that will actually remove the uh, all the data and stuff from the card. So very cool. And it says the plus symbol goes away, indicating that you're about to move, not copy. Very cool. See, this is why I put it out here, my friends. You know, I call myself the podcast answer man. It's not because I have all the answers, but it's just that I'm devoted to trying to find the answers. Uh I have a lot of answers too, but you know, I'm very thankful for the folks that are in the community and I love doing this show live because I'm able to get these answers f- f- right here as we're recording the show. And uh, by the way, Daniel's actually going to test it real quick, he said. So very cool. I'll tell you what, while I take a drink, why don't I turn to my first question, which again, I have not previewed any of these questions. I don't know what they are, but uh, hopefully I'll have some answers or we can turn to the chat room or we can ask you guys to call in some answers. So here's the first one. It is coming from uh, Dodge. Hi, Cliff. My name is Dodge. I have a casual stroll to Mordor podcast and blog. 
where I blog about Lord of the Rings Online, a video game. And when we first started, there were already a couple of podcasts out there, but we decided that we would offer our own point of view. And since then, over the past year, there's been a lot of growth in both the blogs and podcast community. It originally started off quite friendly and actually doing things that you suggested, like getting to know each other, working together, becoming friends and things like that. But recently it's taken a downturn. I'm not sure if it's because a couple of podcasts, including our own, have just gotten sponsors, but it seems right after then a couple of other people joined. And although we still stood together and tried to create a community, it seems that there's been a lot of kind of two-faced, almost high school behavior, if you know what I mean. Uh, We have a lot of people saying, oh, you're great. Let's work together in one case. But then when they go on their podcast, they will gripe about the other person and they'll make slights against somebody doing something and on another podcast. And it's just really kind of dismayed myself and my wife who run our own podcast. We've tried to stay pretty neutral, be the Sweden of everything. And recently we've begun to see that there are hits taken at our own podcast. So we're a little dismayed and we don't know what to do. And we were wondering if you had any suggestions. Currently, we're just thinking about pulling back from everybody else that is behaving in this manner and trying to continue the community as best we can or just pulling back altogether. We really don't want to pull back away from anyone else uh, or make a big deal out of it. We just kind of want to continue doing our podcast the way that we do it and having a good time and enjoying the community as a whole. I just wondered if you had any insight on what you would do in this case. I know that you're a big proponent of getting to know those who have similar podcasts or that are in your community and banding together. But what do you do when people start to poison that well? Thank you. Alrighty, Dodge, thank you so much. And wow, what an awesome question. And to be honest with you, it's it's really the first time this question has been posed to Podcast Answer Man in the 165 episodes now that we've done. So I love getting a fresh brand new question that I've never had before. And the answer to your question is, um, if somebody starts to poison the well, don't drink from it anymore. I mean, I mean seriously, I you're absolutely right. I am a huge proponent of saying, hey, one of the greatest ways that you can you can uh, extend the amount of people who are exposed to your content is to join other communities that are focused and surrounded in your niche. Now, the thing is, as many people uh, out there will try to, you know, say that, you know, I just don't want to I just don't want to do that because um, I'm afraid of competition. You know, I don't want to I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I'm not suggesting that you go in and you you start spamming people. It's like, hey, this is a great podcast. I love this podcast. Oh, by the way, come check mine. That That is the furthest thing you want to do. In fact, it I remember back in the day, it used to really turn me off when people would come onto my show uh, or come into the chat room and they would just, you know, they would come in. I'd never seen them before in the chat room, have no relationship with them at all. First time ever. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're starting a hyperlink in the chat room to their shows like, hey, come out, check out my show. And, 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 you know, that's, it's like you have to build a little reputation and rapport with these people. And then what you do is people just all of a sudden they ask, so who are you? What do you do? I, and, and I oftentimes will encourage people say, Hey, if you're going to call in, uh, you know, don't do a, you know, a 30 second commercial for your podcast on my show, but you can certainly call in and say, Hey, I'm, you know, Hey, this is Dodge from, I can't remember the name of the podcast right now, but, uh, you know, from the such and such podcast and then go on. You don't have to give the URL or anything. Else. If 
if you have a name of your podcast, people sound, they hear it. And then all of a sudden, um, you, you, they're interested. They'll Google you and they'll find you. And that's all you need to do. But yeah, build relationships with other podcasters, invite them to come into your show, uh, as an interviewee, possibly they might return the favor and bring you, bring you into their show. This, this is a great place. And, and I encourage podcasters all the times, not all the time to not see the people in your industry and in your niche and your other people podcasting about the things you podcast about not to view them as competition, but to work with them in cooperation because people who are passionate about your topics, they're going to be interested in hearing multiple different podcasts about that topic they're so passionate about. Um, You know, for example, Daniel Lewis is in my chat room. He's getting ready to start a podcast called The Audacity to Podcast. All right. And it's a it is a podcast that's about podcasting. You think that's direct competition to Cliff Ravenscraft. You know what? I don't consider it competition at all. Daniel's a good friend. You know what? Those of you who are listening to this, chances are just because I said the audacity to podcast, you're probably going to go Google that. You're going to immediately be able to find him and go listen to it and subscribe to it. Does that mean you're going to stop listening to me? Maybe. Maybe not. Be at least confident enough in your own content that it's good enough to say, you know what, I stand on my own. I have an opinion that people elsewhere don't have, and I am unique. And understand this, people, if they're served better somewhere else and they stop listening to you, then it's not the end of the world. Hopefully, you'll still have some other people that continue to listen to you. But it's not about competition. Now, with that being said, with all of that being said, I believe in working cooperatively and and participating with other podcasters in your niche. I think it could be the most awesome community experience in the world. But I certainly know from experience, I, I know from experience that, yes, you can find some people out there. It doesn't matter if they're 30, 40, 50 years old. Uh, you know, twenties in their teens, whatever. You're going to get some in sometimes some circumstances where people are going to act like little kids, and they are going to start poisoning the well, just exactly like what you're talking about. It's at that point where I would simply unsubscribe from their podcast and and ignore them completely. That it, there is no other better advice that I can give you than just to forget that those people exist altogether. Don't go in and look at their site. Don't go listen to their podcast to see what they're saying about you. You know what? I don't care. I can guarantee you right now there are people out there. There are probably several people out there who will record a podcast this week and say Cliff is the most arrogant, self-conceited, most pompous, opinionated podcaster on the face of this planet. I have no idea why people charge money. In fact, I'll tell you what. Let me pull up my email real quick. Uh, and, and, And it's so funny that this came in. And I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. This just came in today. To, actually, no, two days ago. I just opened my feedback email today. But this is this comes from uh, this comes from a uh, well. I won't say his email address, and I won't even say his name. But this came in. This was emailed the feedback at gspn.tv, um, and and it says here. Uh, obviously, there's this guy named Donald out there. Okay, um, and and I have a feeling who it might be, and I have no idea what Donald said about me. But Donald must have recently just said something about me. 
and and to be honest with you, I don't care what Donald said about me. However, let me read to you the 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 email that I just got on June 22nd. It says this. Donald is right. No way should I have to pay for fundamentalist Christian nonsense as you feel fit to apply to lost. Never again. You owe people full disclosure when they pay. I paid $24 for two seasons of Ricky Javaris and loved every minute. I hope you take I hope you took leave instead of quit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, people will be dropping you like a cheap suit sent from my U.S. cellular BlackBerry smartphone. Well, you know what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take that and I'm immediately going. Actually, you know what? I archived it. And uh, let me unarchive that so that I can actually go in here and in Gmail, I'm manually going to delete that so that I never have to see that again. And, and so he's going to, he hopes that people will drop me like a cheap suit. Uh, anyway, uh, here's the situation. Here's the situation. Obviously, some guy named Donald out there, and I only know one other podcaster named Donald, who must have said something about me charging for content and must have had made reference about the fact that I applied some kind of Christian thought to something that was going on in the television show Lost. I don't care. I don't care. People are out there all the time saying nasty, mean things about other people. And, and, and the fact that we're in the podcasting realm doesn't, you know, doesn't, it, uh, here's the thing. There are no requirements that you be, that you are a more mature adult individual when you actually get a license to podcast because there is no license. So you're going to run into these people. I don't, am I going to go listen to what Donald said? I know exactly who Donald is. Am I going to go subscribe to his podcast and listen to what Donald said about me? No, because I don't care. Am I going to respond to that person's email? No, I am not going to respond. I deleted it. The only reason I didn't delete it is because I knew this uh, you know, topic was going to be something that I would want to address in Podcast Answer Man. I just didn't know, Dodge, that you were going to call and ask this question uh, exactly on the same day or the same week that that came in. So anyway... <laughs> and in the chat room, they're saying, let's go get Donald and string things up and string him up. But here's the deal. The chances are Donald probably said something that in passing and, and probably maybe didn't even say anything bad. He just shared some thoughts. He's like, I just don't want to pay for that. Blah, blah, blah. It, it, who cares? It doesn't matter. Cause you know what? When somebody says, if somebody says something negative about me, uh, I, or actually, you know what? Here's the situation. All right. If at, Anytime I'm listening to a positive uh, a podcast and the overall tone becomes negative at all, I subscribe unsubscribe. So I don't care if they're not. I don't care if they're saying anything about me or not. But if I ever listen to a podcast that all of a sudden starts putting down other podcasts on a consistent basis, boom, they're off my iPod. I will not listen to them. I will not join their community. I will not interact with them. And 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 it's just absolutely I it's just absolutely ridiculous. So no, I'm going to tell you dodge immediately pull out of any interaction that you have with anybody who is so negatively influencing. And you know what, if anything, uh well no, you know what? I, I was going to say, man, if you really want to, you know, they've got sponsors? Seriously? 
and, and and of course, you know, one of the one of those little gut reactions is, you know, I'm going to contact their sponsor and I'm going to report them and say, do you know that so and so is doing this and you're sponsoring their show? And how does that reflect? You know what? That that's a natural response. That's something that naturally I would want to do. But would I do it? I am going to tell you that probably a couple years ago I would have, depending on how hurt my feelings were. But here's what I've learned and matured over the years enough to know that if I just ignore it and 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 just pretend that they don't exist, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, my content, I believe, stands on its own. And I'm just going to be the best at who I am and who what I do. And I will continue to interact with people who are positive, encouraging, because those are the people I want to, you know, to, to interact with in my business and in my life. And those are the listeners that I'm going to attract. Now, if all of a sudden it's like, well, what if they continue to go on and on and on and on? It doesn't matter. The people who would actually sit and listen to that garbage week after week, you don't want them as listeners to your podcast. At least that's my opinion. All right. So moving right along, let's move on to another call. And uh, I didn't even write down the person's name on this one. I just know that it is for Podcast Answer Man. So take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Dustin Hartzler calling from Columbus, Ohio. And this comment is for the Podcast Answer Man. It was great to meet you this weekend at PodCamp Columbus. Um, I started to listen to your episodes a few months back while commuting an hour each way to work. However, I found there was so much great content in each one of the episodes, I wanted to write notes down, which, by the way, is really hard while driving. Um, So I quickly established a new rule of only listening to podcast Answer Man episodes when I have the ability to jot some notes down. Thank you for being so passionate at what you do and sharing all this information with us each and every week. I look forward to implementing a podcast in the near future to help to expand my business Thanks again for all you do. Now, back to the show. All right, Dustin, thank you so much. It was great to meet Dustin, by the way, at PodCamp, as well as everybody else that I did. Now, I've been getting a bunch of emails, and and folks want to know if I recorded my session at PodCamp Ohio, and I did. Um, I did a session called How to Make Money with Your Podcast, or no, it was called Making Money with Your Podcast. That's the title of the talk that I gave at PodCamp Ohio. Now, what I'm going to do is something I've never done before. I'm not going to ask you to pay for it, uh, but I am going to ask for something in return. I will give anybody who wants this, uh, I will give you access to download and or listen live via the stream on the web to the talk that I gave. I recorded the first hour of the session. I say first hour because I was scheduled for an hour and then the room that I was in was not being used the the next hour after that. So I actually extended my session for an additional hour for just question and answer. And I didn't record the question and answer. And I did that on purpose because I knew people wanted to ask some very personal uh, questions. And I was I was very candid with some certain details about um, different areas of my business that necessarily aren't the best to just be broadcasting out, you know, personally. Although even there's still even, you know, some things that I, I shared as far as numbers and and pricing and, and, and income levels and stuff like that with uh, podcasting that I shared in my talk. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm going to make it available to anybody who wants it. But here's the thing. It's only going to be available to people who are on the podcastanswerman.com mailing list. So if you want to have my making money with podcasting 
uh, making money with a podcast. I think I can't remember the title that I gave it. But anyway, if you want access to that talk that I gave at PodCamp Ohio, um, then I am going to tell you here are the instructions. Send an email to assistant at podcastanswerman.com. That's assistant at podcastanswerman.com. And in the subject line, say, I would like the PodCamp Ohio talk. All right. And by sending that message, you agree that if you are not yet on the Podcast Answer Man list, that you are okay with us putting you on the Podcast Answer Man list. Let me explain to you real quick the Podcast Answer Man mailing list, what it is. It is by far, in, in full disclosure, it is the method, the mechanism in which I actually promote my services and or products. So if I actually have a webinar that I'm going to be doing, I will email you a note saying that I'm going to do a webinar and this is the cost and this is how you can sign up. If I have new digital products for sale, this is where I'm going to put that out. Now, with that being said, I want to let you know that I've had the podcastanswerman.com mailing list since uh, October of last year. So far, I think I've sent out a total of two or three emails to that list. So I don't send out a lot of email, but when I do send out email to my mailing list, I want you to know it is going to be nothing more than me pushing my products and or services. So with that being said, um, I want to encourage you to, um, if you're not already on the list, go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list, and that will get you right on there. And uh, then send an email to assistant at podcastanswerman.com and my assistant Andrea will confirm that you're on the list and she will then send you a uh, link to the website and the password to be able to access that password protected page on the site. So there you go. Um, very exciting. I had so much fun. And by the way, uh, it was, you know, every time I speak at PodCamp, I love it. I absolutely love it. And this, this year, I really enjoyed it. I had a huge room, which was great. And it was packed. I love having packed rooms. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to put this dream out there. I have a dream where one day I'll be able to get up in front of like, you know, two, three, five thousand people. That's the next thing I want to do. I, I love speaking publicly about topics for which I'm passionate. So whether it be about, you know, my my journey in losing weight, my journey in, you know, leaving my career in insurance to to pursue my passion full-time, whether it be teaching people how to podcast and, 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 and the, the benefits of podcasting, whether it be talking about, you know, my experience with a virtual assistant, anything that I'm passionate about, I just love to get in front of people and talk as if you couldn't tell from my weekly podcast, but I really enjoy physically getting in touch in front of people and talking. And so if anybody out there wants to hire me or to come and speak at your event, uh, please contact me. Uh, actually, no, don't contact me. Well, yeah, you can. If you're, if it's not related to that, um, go ahead and contact me. My name, my email address is cliff at podcastanswerman.com. So if you want to hire me to come out and talk, go ahead and send that directly to me. Alrighty. So where are we next? We have one more piece of audio feedback for a question here from David Foster. David, take it away. Hey, Cliff, this is uh, David Foster calling from Nashville, Tennessee with the David and Paula show. I have a question. How do you change your picture, your graphic, and also the subject line 
in iTunes. Right now, if you go to the David and Paula show, we have a picture that I want to change. And underneath it, it says personal journal. I want to change that to something more relevant, self-help, uh, kids, family, something. This is a podcast uh, about marriage. And uh, so how might you, I'm sure you've dealt with that. And uh, the people I talk to seem to be uh, uh, a little fuzzy on how to get that done. And the second part of that question is, does uh, that designation there, uh, like uh, self-help or uh, podcasting or uh, leadership or finance, matter in search results? Thanks a lot, Cliff. Appreciate uh, the show, the podcast answer man. And uh, a lot of us down here in Nashville listening to you. Appreciate your good work. All right, David, thank you very much for submitting that uh, audio question. And to answer your question, uh, first and foremost, if I if you set it up the way that I prefer setting it up, you use a software service, uh, a service called FeedBurner, uh, F-E-E-D-B-U-R-N-E-R. It's owned by Google now, uh, feedburner.com. And what you do is you take the RSS feed from your WordPress site or whatever blogging tool that you happen to be using. You take the RSS feed there and then take that over to FeedBurner and FeedBurner turns it into an iTunes compatible RSS feed, meaning that it has all the metadata that's necessary to populate your uh, listing on the iTunes page exactly the way you want it to appear um, in, in, in the iTunes listing. Uh, well, if you're using FeedBurner, which I don't know if you are or not, but whoever set you up, if they set you up with a FeedBurner feed, you just start, go into FeedBurner.com, log in with your Google ID, and then you go into your, you click, you'll see a list of your feeds. I assume there's only one for your podcast there. So you click on that. And then there's a little tab there that says optimize. And if you click on optimize, there are two things that I want to encourage you to do. Number one, for the artwork, you would actually go to SmartCast. It's, so under the optimize tab, on the menu to the left, there'll be a little thing that says SmartCast. And it'll say iTunes and podcasting settings. You click on that and then it'll show you some options over to the right. Over to the right, you're going to see where you can actually input a URL of an image. Okay, and this is where you can actually update your image that's associated with your RSS feed. And and so you just basically upload that artwork anywhere on the web and then you put a link to it there in the SmartCast tab under uh, on the SmartCast section under the Optimize tab. You click Save Changes and then it will eventually change iTunes. Now, don't expect this to happen immediately. And I've seen it happen as as early as two or three hours. And I've seen it take as many as two to three weeks. Uh, and usually what I find is that when you go into iTunes and do a search for a podcast, you know, the overall search results, if you pull up there, I've noticed that that actually has taken usually two to three weeks. But if you actually click on the listing a day or two later, uh, the listing itself, your actual page in iTunes will have the right artwork, but the search results still will not. Um, you know, but the thing is, that's that's where you would change it if you're doing iTunes. Now, uh, or I'm sorry, if you're doing FeedBurner. Now, as far as, you know, the, the, the where it just says the little tagline, a personal blog, my, my feeling is that's probably coming from the tagline of your WordPress installation. Again, I'm assuming that you're using WordPress. And I remember taking a look at your site not too long ago. Matter of fact, let me just look real quick. I think it's davidfoster.tv. 
Um, so let's see here. I remember browsing around. And all I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to davidfoster.tv slash wp-admin. And that'll tell me real quick whether or not you're using WordPress. And you are. So you are using WordPress. And uh, let's see here real quick. If I go into your audio podcast, let me see what else I can see about your particular show. Uh, and you know what? Matter of fact, I'll tell you what. You're using feeds.feedburner.com slash David Foster at the gathering. So whoever set you up, they are using uh, FeedBurner. So everything I said so far will apply to you. Um, the only other thing is, is the whole, you know, personal, blo- you know, the personal journal thing. Uh, that's possibly pulling off of, you know, your, your, your WordPress tagline that's in the general settings. But here's what I'm going to tell you to do no matter what. So you go to your feed burner settings, go to optimize, update everything in the smart cast. But then also under the optimize tab, a little further down and to the left, you'll see a thing that says title slash description burner. Title slash description burner. You want to go in and activate that and then give your podcast the appropriate description exactly like you want it to appear in iTunes. You do it there and it will get rid of, it will overwrite the stuff that it's pulling automatically from WordPress. So David, that should answer your question. Congratulations the, the you have uh, somebody that did set you up through FeedBurner. That's all good stuff. All right. Next up, I am going to answer some questions that came in via email. Now, folks, let me explain to you. I get somewhere between 40 to 100 plus emails per day. People asking me questions about equipment, a quick question about RSS feeds, quick question about this. I mean, the words quick question, um, you know, if I spent all day long answering email, you know, quick questions via email related to podcasting and new media, I'd, I'd spend, well, I don't, number one, there's not enough hours in the day, even if I didn't sleep. So just, just not able to do that. But what I'm going to ask you guys to do, if you, if you, do, if you can't afford in your budget to hire me as your consultant, uh, my going rate right now is 150 per hour. Or if you can't spend a hundred bucks for two hours worth of a two or two and a half hours worth of a training video product for a hundred bucks that I've put together to answer a ton of questions, uh, then, then if you want some answers for free, I would love to invite you to call our voicemail feedback hotline here at 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. This is where I answer the questions for free because here I be, I'm able to answer the question for you and literally thousands of other people can benefit. So that's why I like to do it here in this way. Now, I, I haven't yet responded to Juan, but I am actually going to answer Juan's questions here, and then I'm going to email him a link to this file. So here are the three issues that he says. He says, where, let's see here. He says, I, he says I've been listening to your show for several months. I love it. I recently started uh, my Skype interviews for a new podcast I'm working on, uh, and here's an example of my interviews. I record on Skype, edit he says, I record on Skype, edit on ScreenFlow, and publish to Vimeo. But I'm having a hard time creating the audio file to submit to iTunes and all the ID3 tags. Uh, and, and all the ID3 tags thing is, going, is driving me nuts. Uh, I'm trying to create an audio version of the podcast. Number one, here he says he's got three issues. 
uh, three main issues. Number one, where in Audacity, GarageBand, or Podcast Producer do I record the MP3 file and how do I insert the ID3 tags appropriately, artwork, and so forth? All right. So first of all, I'm going to just assume for just a moment that you're using a Mac because you had mentioned that you're using ScreenFlow to edit your video. I know this because ScreenFlow is a Mac-only software, and I use it and love it very much. So anyway, uh, knowing that you're using uh, a Mac, I'm going to suggest that you either use Audacity or GarageBand, and you can use that to actually record your audio. Um, Now, as far as how to record, uh, how to do the ID3 tags, I am going to suggest on the Mac that you use a program called ID3 Tag Editor. Hold on one second and I'll see if I can pull it up because, yeah, it's just called ID3 Tag Editor. And let me see if I can find a little thing in here. It says About. Uh, Editor Help. Uh, Services. File. Edit. Options. Window. Help. Okay, so let's go here and see if this help file brings up anything about where I found it. Okay, here it is. It is pa-software.com. Now, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go there real quick to see if it works um, because I just found it via a Google search. pa-software.com. All righty, and that takes me to a Windows login process uh, uh, and then under products. Okay, so yeah, you go to pa-software.com and then under products, there's a drop down and then all of a sudden you go to ID3 editor. Okay, and then of course you can download it from there. It looks like they actually, that is a, they have a Windows and a Mac version of it. So that's what I would suggest that you use to add add the ID3 tags. Now you can actually do some of that when converting to MP3 files in Audacity. You can put some of the tags there, but you won't be able to use Audacity to do your artwork. Uh, same same deal with uh, GarageBand. You're not going to be able to do your artwork there unless you're doing it as an AAC file, which I know is coming up as one of your other one. Uh, one of your other questions. But anyway, so to be able to do all your meta tags and do all of your ID3 tags, I'm going to insure and suggest that you go to PA-software on the Mac to get your ID3 editor software. All right, so the second main issue he brings up is he says, I'm confused with the .mp3 or .m4a file. The MP3 doesn't contain the artwork and the M4A does, but everywhere I read, they mention MP3 files. Confused here. Well, the .m4a files are really for these things called enhanced podcasts, and they they don't work on all MP3 players, uh, portable audio d- playing devices. So what I want to do is I want to suggest that you use the .mp3 format, and like I said, if you use the ID3 tag editor, it's how you get the artwork and it's how you get the edit, edited tags. So basically use whatever software you're going to do to eventually get it down to an MP3 file. And then what I want you to do is uh, once you get it to an MP3 file, then you use this software to, to edit your ID3 tags. And then number question number three says use FeedBurner or not. And it says, so forums, so some of the forums says it's not good. Others says, says that it is good. I'm not sure what to do here. 
I'm going to tell you that uh, I certainly wholeheartedly suggest that you use FeedBurner. Absolutely, yes. And I remember back in the early days, back in 2005, 2006, people were saying, you know, I can't believe that you're letting FeedBurner have your feed, that you don't own it on your own and all this other stuff. Well, you know, back then, I think they probably had a pretty valid argument because you didn't know if FeedBurner was going to charge one day. You didn't know if FeedBurner was going to be around forever. And what if all of a sudden they'd go out of business and you don't have your your subscribers anymore because they're subscribed to a feed that doesn't exist um, and blah, 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 blah. Well, good news. Google, I, I, I consider it to be good news. Google purchased FeedBurner. So Google owns it. Google has a record of being pretty reliable and handling their services. Uh, and they've done extremely well, as in my opinion, with everything with FeedBurner. So to answer your question, Juan, yes, use FeedBurner. Alrighty. So you know what? I have a ton of other questions here, but um, let me see what else I had that I definitely wanted to get to um, on my outline. WordPress 3.0. I want to let you know that WordPress 3.0 has been delivered to the world. Uh, it happened actually last week. I have yet to actually install 3.0 on any of my WordPress installations. My opinion on that is to anybody out there who's thinking about upgrading your existing podcasting website, I would suggest that you consider uh, trying out you know, a test version of WordPress 3.0 with the plugins that you use and, and stuff like that. Make sure that it works. Uh, certainly, absolutely, 100%, you want to do a complete backup of all the files in your WordPress directory um, and and in subdirectories, and you want to certainly do a backup of your database file before you upgrade. And, uh, and then, of course, you could give it a try. Um, I eventually will get around to it. I am not in any rush to do so, uh, though I think my next big project is going to be the gspn.tv site, it's the only site that I still have, or actually, no, I still have two, uh, two sites that I run uh, regularly that are on the Studio Press or the old Revolution themes, and I want to move everything over to Thesis. So gspn.tv is going to be moved over to Thesis, and I think that once I move that over, I'm actually going to upgrade that one to 3.0. So I'll be a guinea pig, guinea pig and I'll keep you updated as I learn uh, how that goes through the process. I was looking at Libsyn, uh, their website the other day over at libsyn.com, and I saw that uh, they actually posted something on one of their blo- on their blog, and it says the iTunes Podcast Store is coming to 67 new countries. And I'm going to read this from them. It says here, June 29th, 2010 will mark the five-year anniversary of the iTunes 4.9 software. And as a podcaster, you may know that this is when podcasting support was officially added to iTunes. That is also when iTunes podcasting page was launched. Uh, but what you may not know is that over the last past five years, the iTunes podcast pages have only been available in 23 countries. And those 23 countries represent less than 15% of the world's population. Now, almost five years since the launch of iTunes 4.9, Apple has just added iTunes podcast pages for 67 more countries, including all four of the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. These 67 countries represent 4.3 billion people. 
And it is, let's see, that is 64.2% of the world's population. And when added to the previous 23 country, that's countries, that's a total of 78.9% of the world uh, that is now covered by iTunes podcasting pages. So let me tell you something. What does this mean? That on June 29th, 2010, look for the next big spike in your subscription numbers. If you are not in... If you are not in the if you are not in a place where um, you're listed appropriately in the iTunes store, you definitely better get in there. And my friends, if you have a podcast that is somewhat popular already, but would be extremely popular to people in China or to people in Brazil uh, and and all these other people, and you are not hosting this on a place that is meant for media hosting then I certainly suggest that you start considering a transition over uh, to an unlimited bandwidth data plan because uh, who knows what might happen as a result. Uh, so anyway, well, friends, that is going to do it. I want to say thank you again to subscribing to the Podcast Answer Man podcast. And uh, again, I want to let you know this podcast, of course, is sponsored by me, Cliff Ravenscraft, podcastanswerman.com. I want to encourage you to think of a couple different ways that if you are interested in helping benefit me and what I do in return for providing all this content for free every week, I want to suggest that you consider one of the following. You could hire me one-on-one for consulting at $150 an hour. You could actually become a gspn.tv plus member over at gspn.tv slash plus. Um, or you could check out uh, podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. That's W-E-B-I-N-A-R. Podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. And you'll see a list of all the training products that I currently have available. Uh, They're video training products. And the one I really want to suggest is the Social Media 101. It's two and a half hours in length. It only costs $100. And it is exactly everything that I shared for two and a half hours with folks about how I built my brand online, how I use social media to build relationships with my audience. If you are interested in learning all of that, then you want to check this one out. That's that's the Social Media 101 webinar. Um, you go to podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. You'll see a list of all the other products that I've got together there. But uh, again, it is my pleasure and my honor to have you guys as subscribers to this podcast. I love doing this every week, and I just want to say thank you for joining me. Anyway, God bless you all. I'll be back again next week. I've got more voicemail questions to answer, and I'm thankful for all of you who will call in between now and next week with even more questions on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number 859 859- 7954067 Until next time everybody join the community